podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? I love when we start the podcast. Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Episode number 153. Way to just lob it in there for us, Pete. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me is Pete. Uh, you guys want to get nuts? Uh, Alex. Part time. And Russ. I'm gonna do my own thing. <laughs> this is we have we've got a bunch of movies. It is uh, it is July. We are into the summer movie season Woo! as we speak. There have been block. There's been blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster that has come out, and most of them have failed. And we're here to talk about a lot of them right now. And it's going to be pretty fun to talk about most of these things. Uh, and we are going to talk about the most recent blockbuster blockbuster to come out is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Wow. New uh, Indiana Jones. It has been how what how long ago was it's been like 15 years, 15 yeah, years, 2008. 2008. And then 19 years before that. So it's someone do the math time. on that. It's a lot of, yeah, Pete, you're a teacher. I didn't see it, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. All right. Well, there's math involved, and that's what it is. So completely basically writes off that entire fourth movie, um, which is odd and funny. Um, it's fine. I, it's it's probably better than that, but it's also been a really long time since I've seen Crystal Skull, so I, I it just has like a very negative view in like my it, yeah like in my uh, you remember it. It's worse than it was maybe probably, but I also yeah. don't know if it actually it might actually be worse than it was. But this right. movie is just fine. It's, it's fine, it's totally fine. And I and I was saying to Russ as we were leaving the theater that I feel like this was kind of trying to do the the last or sorry the the rise of skywalker type thing where it was just a big apology uh, yeah yeah because a lot one. of it you you feel like you're just you're seeing a lot of scenes and things that have happened in like almost the first three movies so a lot of times yeah it's, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's like karaoke yeah yeah but it and doesn't so do it you, as well as as force awakens <laughs> definitely and i think that like you know say what you want about crystal skull it it at least swings for the fences and tries to do something this plays it very safe yeah um and i think that to some degree it's it's to mix results i think the main thing is it's it's it feels long it oh, feels longer than it, it is it does it is very long though it's an hour 25 basically like yeah without- but it feels long but that's it feels longer than that like it there's no reason for it to be this long. No, there and, is. And, like, and if it's going to be this average, there's really no reason for it to be this long. And and a lot of that's the action scenes, I feel like, too. Like the opening sequence. It's <laughs> right. It, it goes on forever. It and, it, and it's kind of like muddy and it's very confusing for a while. You're just like, what's going on again? Why? Wait, they're on the tra- they're on the top of the train. They're bombing. So what's what the hell's happening right now? Um, Muddy is an excellent way of putting it because even like everyone made such a big to do uh, before the movie came out about how de-aged Harrison Ford looked. And in a handful of sequences in that opening half hour, it feels like he looks pretty good. 
But then there's so many other sequences where I'm like, this looks rubbery and gummy and fucking weird, and it's taking me out of the movie completely. When they, like, initially reveal, like, spoiler, there's someone with a knapsack over their head, and they take off the knapsack, and holy shit, it's Indiana Jones. Um, when, when, and Indiana Jones is just sitting still in that chair, and they have de-aged Harrison Ford, it looks really good. I was like, oh, shit. They, they figured it out. They fi- and then they start moving, and it's just like, oh, I guess. And they're like, no, 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 they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> there's a couple times where he moves that he looks like he's, like, a, um, like a GoldenEye character. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Even yeah. like the first scene where you see him from a distance running on the train, I'm like, that looks like Gumby running on the train. I don't, I just don't understand how, and we're going to talk about it later, or probably the whole fucking podcast, how CGI can be this bad. Yeah. How? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, yeah. It, Everything... it takes you out of it. Everything's rushed. It It's just they don't they expect companies to be able to produce this stuff without filming with it in mind. Like, I'm going to uh, watch out if we're talking about CGI. Peter's going to bring up Avatar. But oh, God, it's it's all it's a lot of it's in lighting and, and filming with that stuff in mind and knowing when you're going to have to use it, where it's going to be used and changing how you're going to shoot something because you can't you can't set up the camera in the same way just thinking oh well don't worry they'll fill this in later or they'll put this character where they need to be doesn't work in post or whatever like it's not it's not that anymore like especially especially when you're relying like this heavily on it especially with like the actors in mind you're not just like adding like a fake billboard in the back that you didn't want to like build just gonna put something in there you know what i mean i mean Um, it's like if uh, even um mandalorian which like really introduced people to the volume method years ago has like really sort of gone downhill without the amount of care they put into that and it doesn't look that good anymore the first season of the mandalorian is by far the best season of the mandalorian it looks fantastic and they just don't they just don't care it's as i said they'll dump money into it to rush it out and thinking that just because it's an indiana jones movie it's going to make more than 60 million dollars on its opening weekend so why not spend 300 million dollars to rush it is that how much it costs? Was it, or how much it, it it's, made? It's it's reported. 60? I think it only made about sixty in the opening, and it's supposed yeah. to cost like over two fifty. Yeah. Well, I yeah, because uh, these Indiana Jones, these last two movies were in development for so fucking long, and you're you're paying you're paying people at some point for a movie. So when you're rushing something for that long, like. That's how these movies end up getting these like budgets that like I can't even see where the money was spent because a lot of it's just like I don't even know like oh well we developed it up oh, no we, we're in turnaround up oh, we're, we're we're doing some other shit uh, uh what's his face broke his ankle like there's so much yeah. wasted money in this movie and yeah. James Mangold like he's kind of emerged in the last decade or so as like a really, really serviceable. And I don't mean serviceable in like a pejorative sense, but he makes pretty decent crowd pleasing movies and he does them with a, with at least a little bit of flair that makes it seem like it's a little bit of a higher art than what it is. And he does not pull that off here. No, I feel like there's so much trying to homage that 
we never get to see the movie he wanted to make. And I actually don't want them to make any more of these. I, no, I, I, I don't think they it. can. I want I them to, no. to be. I want them to fucking stop. Stop also, now. And, like, and let me remember. Even though I like the show. But just leave this shit alone. You're yeah, not doing universe. it any favors. Yeah, I liked it. But you're not doing any. You're not doing this any favors. But this is also like a series that has, until now, been directed by Steven Spielberg, which is like, okay, let's hand it to some. Let, you've got four movies directed by Steven Spielberg. Three, like the first three, you know, wh- whether you like Temple of Doom or not, it's still like a fucking like wild ride. Like they, those, it's by arguably one of the, if not like the best like American filmmaker right now, or who has been for like the last 20 years, who has like the most storied career. And then you're going to give it to anyone else. And it's, and you're not going to be able to do like, it, as opposed to going from force awakens of like George Lucas, who has done six movies. And most of the time you're just like, you're not really, you, you, you can build the universe, George Lucas, but like, maybe don't be behind the camera. You're yeah. <laughs> give, give it to Spielberg. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and then being handed to J.J. Abrams, who who took, like, you know, Mission Impossible from Force Awakens of, like, George Lucas, who has done six movies. And most of the time you're just like, you're not really you. You you could build the universe, George Lucas, but like maybe don't be behind the camera. You're yeah. <laughs> give, give it to Spielberg. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and then being handed to J.J. Abrams, who who took, like, you know, Mission Impossible from you know, two to three, which is like, in, like grounding it in reality and then like raising the stakes at the same time yep. to, yep. to a, to a point where like, you're just like, Oh shit. How, how are we able to do that? Um, the, there's also the, the reverence that like the Ray character has in that for like the mythology of star Wars is you as like the, the audience member. And at no point are, do you feel like Phoebe Waller bridge is like you as the audience member of like, Oh my gosh, it's Indiana Jones. It's just like no, she's she she's the like uh, a foil for him at 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 best at times. Yeah, yeah and, and I feel like we didn't really get to get behind a chance to really get behind her. No, but, you're most of the time you're just like, does he only like is he following or is it because he's or God? They're or telling God? us we're supposed to care about their relationship, but they're not showing us why we should. No, yeah, exactly, and um. I like the repeal or like the big mythological thing that happens at the end is just too much. I didn't the, the like it at all. For you. I, I thought it was too crazy and too stupid. Um, but but like, then I think about the last movie and I'm like, I guess it was. Is this more or less grounded? I think it's I think it's less grounded. And the like like for what it's like, at least the last one is going to like, well, X-Files was a thing. Um, and this is like, wait, what's, why is, did this really happen? Is it, I mean, like you find the Ark of the Covenant, like it's, it's all happening in some way there, there's like an object that is yeah mythological in the current world where like, this does not seem like that. It is like, yeah, the, the, the especially one in three, those things are connected to our shared culture or even just like through osmosis, you've heard of them. In right. some way. So you, even though they are uh, fake, most likely. Uh, <laughs> uh, cover your ass. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, uh, religions. Um, 
you you care a little bit more or at least you believe it a little bit more and with like four with aliens doesn't super work two it's just like magic stones and you know maybe that's a thing but we don't know it so we don't super care right and then this one i i assume this dial is based in some amount of there fact. is some there is some there is like something that was found that I remember that people are like, oh, that's a cool machine from back then. But I don't think that it's like that. I want to say Adam, it wasn't it wasn't a portable Stargate of sorts. No, it was not. Our <laughs> right. support well, is great, though. He is great. Uh, he's great. The um, Antonio Banderas in like the few moments that he's on screen. That was pretty good. Uh, I, uh, I liked him. And uh, the 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 kid, the kid that's um, uh, Teddy. He's. I thought he was really good. I hated him. Did you? Oh, I I, I like. I oh. bought that relationship so much more than I bought I all the other relationships. Like now, you may be able to answer this, but did they establish like who his parents were or why there were none? No, they they just said that he tried stealing her purse and they've been together ever since. Yep. That was it. That's By the way, the Antithikara thing is real. It was found in 1901. Okay. But it's a, okay. it's a, me- it's a mechanism with three lumps of corroded bronze now divided, uh, okay, yeah, into different pieces. So there's part, there is there is a thing that okay, was Okay, there, there is a thing. It's not necessarily in the collective conscious as, like, a thing that was, was real, is, I guess, where we're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to take, I'm not being like, guys... This is really real. By the way, <laughs> if you're listening to Coast to Coast AM. I really enjoyed the documentary Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> um, Mads Mickelson is... I don't even know what they're doing with him anymore. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, poor guy. I feel like there's times where he just like, he's like, do I have to... Like, we need a weird foreigner for something. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... It, it, it's almost it's starting to get almost embarrassing. He's just here. Like, I feel like he he's interchangeable in a lot of movies now. It's like, oh, wait, uh, you need a, a German Austrian villain. All right. Like, fine, I'll uh, do it if I'm not a Nazi. Do uh, you need me to emote a lot? No, 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 no. no, you don't have to really. no. But <laughs> you know what? I will give them credit. They did like pull in like what was like Operation Paperclip or whatever, like where you we brought over. Nazi scientists. I mean, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's a real yeah. thing. Like, that's so. so. There's also like multiple times throughout this movie where Indiana Jones, or, or where they're like trying to sell an artifact or whatever, and Indiana Jones is very much like, uh, that's not yours. You stole it. Which is like, <laughs> isn't that your whole fucking thing? Yeah, that is isn't that literally what you've been doing the whole yeah. time? <laughs> Yeah, the 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 moral high ground of Indiana Jones and like the one time where he's like, I, although I did like the one time where he's like, my friend just died to her. Yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was actually yeah, that was, a really good moment. That was a perfect <laughs> like, moment to be fair. Yeah, but but then there's one one point where Indiana Jones is like, I didn't kill anyone. It's like Indy, you kill so many people so all the time. Yeah. You kill, you never kill the main bad guy, but you kill everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I, he counts all deaths up to hubris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, I did like the 
the the the gang of like of of bad guys. Like they had like the one big heavy yeah. the one oh, like, like Boyd Hall Holbrook and like yeah. suits. Uh I thought that was it. That was just like I think they used some of the tropes pretty well, but like I don't think they took any chances on any of them. And no. I think that again, it's it's like it's totally fine. It's a CC plus like experience that I think what? that if it's on TV, I would probably be like, oh, yeah, and someone wanted to watch it. I wouldn't be like, no, we got to, like, find something else to watch. I would I'd watch it again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw it in, in IMAX, which I think was worthwhile. Nice. nice. Yeah. But at the same time, do, I, I wish I wanted to go see this in the theater again. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's much that you would gain from a second rewatch in the theater. No. And like, I was hoping I was wrong. Like I had no enthusiasm to see the movie whatsoever. And I was hoping that by seeing it, I'd be proven wrong. And my expectations like matched what the movie was like, it's fine, but you didn't go to see an Indiana Jones movie to see a fine movie. Right. Do you, do you think that we'll get a, a, a think they'll actually be able to make a Phoebe Waller bridge? spinoff no please don't please stop just stop 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 the the series has to be over with this one honestly like this is this was it this was yeah it's gotta be not happening it's it's there's no way yeah Um, all right let's move on we 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 spent enough time on that well let's let's talk a little bit about one of the the a24 movies on this list you hurt my feelings (laughs) oh It's a lot of fun. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. It's not. Fun. No, it's just um, it's, it's rather depressing. It's funny, but it's like you're depressed the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I I think that the combination of Julia Louis Dreyfus and Michaela Watkins is like a is one that I I'd like to see them do more shit together because yeah. I feel like they have the perfect uh, chemistry to bounce off of each other yeah. as friends, si- siblings, coworkers, whatever. But this movie is, it keeps it very, very simple. And as a result, it is effective. Yeah, 100%. Like all, and a lot of it's like, it's a lot of like walking and talking scenes and just like, oh, they're in Paragon Sports right now. And like, so like other things like that. And uh, they're all very effective and very funny. I, I think that like the, um, uh, like the, the, the lunch scenes with like their mother, I, I thought was, uh. Uh, it was, it was just so good. The mother is fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, Jeannie Berlin is so great in this movie. Yes. Um, yeah. She's very fun. I, as you said, I, Nicole Hall of Center, if you haven't seen any of her other films, uh, she's wonderful. What else has she been in? Oh, no. She the, directed. That's the writer. Oh, 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 okay. What else uh, has she directed? So she, she had just done, um, a couple years back, Enough Said with uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus. That was Gandalf. That was the last movie, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is great. Um uh, the one I would really suggest is called Please Give. She used to work with um, Catherine Keener a lot. Uh, she and uh, and if you like Nicole Hall of Center's writing as well, you should check out this little movie she co-wrote uh, from two years ago called No. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she said it's it's it's. Wait, wait well, what was it? Hold on. Oh, the last duel. The last. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, this is over. We're moving on. That's fair. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. 
she's really good at keeping you interested in affluent white people. <laughs> yeah. Which is a hard yeah. thing to do in 2023, but I think she does it in a way without like completely vilifying them but like it's easy to like it's pretty easy to sympathize and understand with still thinking they're silly um and without like making them like shitty for it because i mean truly fuck off rich white people um whatchamacallit uh i'm i'm exhausted and whatchamacallit yeah i don't like whatchamacallit either to be fair (laughs) Julie Louis-Dreyfus is so good. I think she kills this kind of role. Oh, she's great. Bring yeah. back, as you said, just bring back just talking movies. Yeah. Yeah. Not, like, it's just, it, not a lot happens, but it's it's fun to even look at. Like, it just feels like yeah. you just dropped into the into the middle of, I don't know, any, any real person's life. Granted, you may not like those people, but you're dropped into the middle of, like, a very real-seeming life. Yeah, and it's fun. I also thought the cutaway scenes uh, with therapy uh, with her, her husband and Amber yeah. Tamblyn and David Cross were, yep, were pretty were fun. Zachary was very good. Yep. Zachary continuing to kill it. Yeah. I, I'm afraid of what happens when that guy gets more to do. Like, cause he's good yep. in everything. But yeah, it, you, it's just, it, it's hard to talk about the plot because I think this is something that like, just go see it and enjoy. Minutes. Yeah, it's not long. Just go see it and enjoy it and know that it's about like relationship drama. That's that's it. Relationship issues. That's it. Go see it. Yep. It's it's a great time. And uh again, Julia Louis Dreyfus, this is the type of shit she is so so good at. Yeah. And good on Tobias Menzies for, as her husband of like being able to go toe-to-toe with her because I was like, this guy's in a movie? He's like a a, a a third or fourth build British guy in a British drama. Yeah, and yeah. he's no leading dude, but he really stepped up to the plate. It, it's, a, yeah. it's a great time. Right. Highly recommend. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. So we went from you hurt my feelings to let's talk about no hard feelings. Peter, we both saw this one. Yeah. Um, movies about feelings. Big, big supporter of R-rated comedies. Uh, getting yes. theatrical releases. Uh, uh, this is the Jennifer Lawrence one, right? Yeah. Why yeah. is this movie a thing? I, I'm, this is no criticism. Why does this movie exist in today's <laughs> climate? So um, it's from... Well, a couple of ways it got made. It's from the writer director of uh, Good Boys. Good Boys, yeah. From okay. The the movie that let Jacob Tremblay swear. Um, and then Jennifer Lawrence really wanted to do a comedy. Um, and they they make it very clear that the 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 kid is nineteen. Um, and I think they handle all of that very well. Yeah, the, I mean, it, I think it like it. Yeah, it never feels like overly perverse in that way. I think that like um it is always like this is gross and pretty weird. Right. How old is exactly. the character supposed to be? 33 or 32? Okay. Yeah. Um it it's got some funny moments in it. Um I I definitely I thought that the my favorite line in the whole movie was when they go out on their first date 
And he's just like, oh, can I get a Pepsi? And the waitress is like, oh, we only have Coke. And he just looks at her and goes, oh, should we leave? And I thought that that was hilarious. Um, but like, and I, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's a lot of ways. It is like a lot about what you were saying with like, you hurt my feelings about like, you're watching um, with the exception of Jennifer Lawrence, who's like trying to get money to like save her house. Like everyone else around her is very well to do at like living in, in Montauk. Um, and so that is the crux of this movie is like she is doing this to get money to save her house and get a car so that she can be like an Uber driver to continue to pay off her bills. Um, hmm. But she's she's like she is supposed to be like a terrible person. You know, she kind of yeah. comes off of, throughout most of this movie as a terrible person and then kind of starts to fall for this 19 year old at the end. But then they're kind of friends and didn't, I don't yeah, know. It's it's, a little it, weird. it really pivots very well into friendship cinema. Um, and I think the growth of both characters is done, is done a lot better than I, I think some of the trailers make it seem like this dude goes it like the nerdy guy just gets like kind of cool. And that's not a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, it he's, he's, really very much himself and, and there's just a bit of learning process i think it i think it works I, I, as i said i really enjoyed it i as i said i i want more r-rated stuff like this and especially comedy to to be theatrical released um i liked it a lot you heard it here yoga hosers should have been in theaters says peter <laughs> smith <Hopefully. laughs> all right let's get on to the next one so Let's get Alex back into this discussion and talk about showing up. Showing up. So this is one I didn't really know much about going to, but was pleasantly surprised when I saw it was from Kelly Reichert, who did uh, First Cow and other things. Yeah, First Cow made a big splash on our a couple of our best of the years a couple years ago. Yep. Last movie I saw before the pandemic in theaters was First Cow. <laughs> Probably the same for me. Uh, um, bloodshot for me. <laughs> God, that's right. I forgot that existed. Oh, fuck. I saw that. I saw that in theaters, too. Um, I, I think... Uh, yeah, this, I this is... I, I mean, this is a pretty quiet little movie. It um, is, yeah. Yeah, not that First Cow's loud. No, no right, yeah. But this is somehow quieter than that. Quieter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is very, like, coming on with the Slice of Life movies going on right now. Um, really just, like, watching this artist kind of, like, work, get, like, get ready for their, like, a, a big exhibit that they're going to be having. And, like, their family and everything surrounding them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like they're kind of eccentric family. <laughs> yeah. Michelle Williams is great. Uh, she's, very good. she's teamed up with Kelly Reichardt a couple times. Um, I, I think they, they work really well together. It, it's, it's not, it's oddly enough, not Kelly Reichardt's quieter, quietest movie. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I, while I really enjoyed it, I was just waiting to click with it harder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I almost need to think I need to watch it again just because to like now to have the expectation of no just just live in it. 
Right. No, nothing's really going to happen. You're not really going to click with it. You're, you're just yeah. going to be watching this happen. You're going to totally agree that the landlord should fix the water because this is oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it was it was so great to see Hong Chow good in a movie that's not, that and not have to think about the whale anymore. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. She, right. She's wonderful in this. She's great. Um, like I thought I thought all of the her and Michelle Williams stuff was very, 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 very good. I just I feel like this movie is a victim of my expectations in the sense of I knew it was going to be small. Yeah. But I thought maybe a little bit more would happen. And if I I think I, I think Pete, you're right. Like If I watch it again, knowing what it is, I think I'll enjoy it a lot more than I did because I, I couldn't tell you anything was wrong with it. Right. I was like, this is an objectively good movie. It is hitting its points it's about showing up and that's yeah. its point like the movie never told you it was anything other than what it was going to be right. so yeah, i don't know why i went looking for something different i i fully i totally agree that like going in and like knowing what it is like i would enjoy it more that being said i don't think that my score of the movie would change even though i enjoyed it more <laughs> i think yeah. it is still like exactly what i like, I, I don't think I'd, like, watch it and be like, oh, shit, this is the best thing ever. Uh, everyone in it is really good. I thought, like, even Andre 3000 is, like, yeah. really, really good in this totally. movie. Like, um, and, and, and it's funny because I feel like, I mean, as, as someone that lives in Bushwick now, surrounded by galleries, uh, it does, you know, I, I think also, too, it's having, like, Tiggs and all of us having done music and comedy shows and all that. And being both competitive with people, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. And like, I think yeah. it, it really it does a good job of showcasing this weird dynamic that um, people who do art and artists and all that are in with each other. Um, and I really liked that. That's something I, I don't think I've actually really seen much in in, in movies. So I I I, I like that part of it. And I think I, yeah. like that, like, they could alternate between just being shitty to each other and then, like, being like, yeah, but you're still coming to my thing, right? Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I'm not going to fix your computer, Alex, but you're coming to my show, right? Like, yeah, that's of something course. that's happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, really, it's, really. it's, it's good. It, it's just. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, actually, I can't even say just or but. It's good. It's very good. I think this is one that like watch bring to bring back Alex's when to watch. Mm. I think this is when would you this watch is, uh, I I would I if I would just watch this again, I would watch I would watch it with someone that hadn't seen it yet. Maybe yeah. just like a, a a a stormy night with a bottle of wine. Oh, I I would watch this over breakfast. Oh, interesting. Whoa. I think it's like a what what would you be having for breakfast though? Oh, great question. I don't know. Um about some bennies. <laughs> I, I think I think there's absolutely no way you're not having eggs. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like I think uh sc like scrambled eggs that you're piling on, up on top of toast. Like mm. it's you you didn't make a sandwich, but right, you've made right. the components of a sandwich. And so and you're just kind of like eating the the yeah, yeah, you're just putting the eggs on top of the toast because it's just you it's there and it's a mechanism to eat the eggs. But I think I think you kind of have to like just be starting your day with that. Like you haven't really thought about anything yet today. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, because I think this movie, this movie will, the less you've had in your head, the better this movie will be. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched it like after a stressful day of work. And I feel like if I watched it in the morning, that might, that might be a little bit better. I, I actually, I actually, I think I could do this for breakfast. Yeah. But with someone who hasn't seen it. Right. Yeah, totally. And if you haven't seen any other Kelly Reichardt, definitely, of course, watch First Cow. But uh, her other movies are great. Uh, Michelle Williams also uh, is in Wendy and Lucy, which is nearly as quiet, but more devastating. I would suggest. I don't think this movie is very devastating. No, no. As we said, like, there's a lot of, like, different characters that get introduced. And every single time a character gets introduced, you think, oh, this is going to be the moment this is this is the where the plot starts right like i thought like john magaro's character i was like oh here we go and it's like no oh yeah he's just there because he's in all a24 movies now (laughs) was that who who played her brother john John magaro from first yeah okay that's the that was the moment where like i'm like oh there's a bunch of holes in the ground right now this is this is where it is he's like he's he's, like this is it this is the this is the thing Oh no, he, he just ducks and holes. Shows up and eats a bunch of cheese. Yep. Which yeah. to be like, I understand that motivation to go somewhere, see some free cheese, and be like, I'm just gonna eat this cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why wouldn't I eat this cheese? It's here. Um. All right, let's keep going. Um. Let's yeah. talk about back to back Magaro. <laughs> That's what I feel yeah, like. Do, was yeah, let's do past lives. Let's do past lives. Oh, see past lives. Yeah, he's very good. Everybody is very good in this movie. It, it's so stinking good, man. I think it it's might be really one of my favorite cold open, uh, cold opens ever. Yes, I think it's such an incredible framing device. Um, that it, was really good. Yeah, I didn't know where that was going. Like with the voyeuristic take on the entire thing, I was just like, is this yeah. what the is this is this going to show up again? Are we going to? Uh, for those who know, it's starting to go a little wider now because the reviews have been incredible. Yeah, I saw it in Westchester. Um, oh, wow. At Jacob Burns or somewhere else? Jacob Burns. Nice. This is just about a uh, Korean, a, a girl who grew up in Korea uh, who then moved to Canada, Canada and then New York who kind of had a childhood crush friend uh, who was went through like many different stages of her life dipping in and out and now he's coming to visit now that she's like an adult and married in new york city um and that's it just yeah. mm-hmm. uh but uh everyone's fantastic joe magaro i i was so interested to see what the first scene of like the meet and how the hu- well even the first time we see the husband like how is he going to be reacting and talking about this and it's done in such an interesting like chill reflective and responsive way of when he's just like um i i'm just gonna be kind of here <laughs> yeah yeah that and like and it, it's this understanding of just like well these two people haven't seen each other in like 12 years i know that they're like good friends and like maybe there was something but like they oh they talk and like i don't understand the language really so like and yeah. they should like it's just Y- y'all should be y'all should reconnect like it's been a really long time like yeah. there, there was one scene like to, like the the scene that they show you at the very beginning that they revisit later on i was like i was so fucking nervous yeah mm-hmm. and so like oh god and i felt for him so much but 
the way that he just handles that with with like I don't know grace in in a sense. I'm like, huh. So I guess if you're emotionally uh, mature and in tune, you're not gonna have a problem with something like this because I think I fucking would. Yeah. And I don't right, think exactly. I should. Yeah. Right. Like I understand that he's right, but the more I was watching it, I'm like, nah, chill. I'd fucking kill someone. (laughs) And that's, like, not in my nature at all. But this movie was, like, pulling shit out of me. I didn't know it was there. But I thought thought it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I wasn't expecting... There's a whole sequence early on in which they... We watched them reconnect the first time that I did not know was going to be a thing. No. Um, And it's... Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, when they're just uh, Skyping. When they're using early Skype. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly, yeah. Uh, uh, I think really works well, and as I said, it even makes that cold open better and adds like tension to that cold open. Yes, in a way I wasn't expecting whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a definite must watch. Yeah, this was one that like I had started the trailer, and then like thirty seconds in, I turned it off. So I really had I, I didn't have a lot of knowledge of what was going to happen. But I think even if I watched the full trailer, I would have, I wouldn't have really known as much, but yeah, it's just a, it's a really uh, fantastic film. And Greta Lee, who I've seen as a, as um like a, a friend in a lot of things, uh, like a friend of, I thought she was great. As your friend. Yes. Yes. Yep. I thought she was great in a, given the opportunity to be a lead. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah, very good. I, uh, I highly recommend it. It'll, it'll, it'll be on the top 10. A lot of good New York scenes too. Like everything, like it feels, it feels sometimes you get like a New York movie, (laughs) Indiana Jones, the dial destiny that I'm pretty sure is supposed to be in New York for a while. And like old New York, but like, um, it feels like you're just, you're like walking through New York and, and not in a different, like an unfamiliar way or something like in like, come on, come on, where it's there and you're just, you're walking through New York and, and you feel the familiarity of being there. Um, uh, I just realized five of the eight movies we're going to talk about were set or are set in or around New York. It's <laughs> the reason <Yes>. guys. <laughs> Concrete jungle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's all right. So let's go to the most New York movie of the bunch, Asteroid City. Pete, what did you think? Uh, I loved it. Um, I, 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 for Wes Anderson, I liked French Exit a great deal. I, I still struggle with Grand Budapest. I don't know what it is, but I butt heads with it. Just in the sense that, like, I don't know why I don't like Grand Budapest as much as other people do. And it frustrates me because I love Wes Anderson. I've 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 been watching his movies for well as long as he's been making them, and and I just he, it, then you get to Grand Budapest, which everyone's like this is his best. The Academy's like this is your best, and I'm just like wait, I don't. <laughs> what's happening? Well, I, I think part of it is I don't know that the Academy was necessarily saying it's their his best so much as they were like, all right, cool, great opportunity to finally give this dude something. It's just so weird because none of his movies have even been nominated for like below the line, like craft. Yeah. And that's so weird. I think the only nomination he's ever gotten is uh, I think he was nominated for screenplay for Tenenbaums. 
and and well, the, I guess um, uh, animated just nominated for that, Fox. or did he? And for yeah, he got Fantastic Mr. Fox, and Gene Hackman deserves he deserves to win. Yes, yes. Exactly. Like, not not nominated. He should have fucking won. I don't yeah. even know what else was there. So then when, when, you know, all this, when his style becomes so defined, like no set decoration, no costumes, no nothing ever. So yeah, then that, that happens. Crazy. I'm like, I'm so confused. And then, he, and then Isle of Dogs really doesn't work for me at all. I like Isle um, of Dogs. But I loved Asteroid City. I think yeah. it's really good. I think that you're right. Like I, I was like lo- looking back through, um, like where, where does this land on my list of like Wes Anderson's? And I, I feel like the... There's like the the unofficial trilogy of Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, and Life Aquatic, which are just like th- these are three near perfect movies that cannot be touched. And then and then to a slightly lesser extent, Moonrise Kingdom after that. And then this lands like right after that for me. Um, I think that Grand Budapest. I I understand. I I think it probably. I don't know. I don't want to like you know start like assuming where uh, where people like came came into Wes Anderson, but it, it, but it feels like the most overtly Wes Anderson of all of the Wes Anderson ones, where he's almost poking fun of it at it being a Wes Anderson movie, mm-hmm. whereas Asteroid City just feels like it is a Wes Anderson movie, and Wes Anderson is like we're just gonna go a little weird with it, <clears throat> um, and we're gonna we're gonna like even weird for me, <laughs> like yeah. it's like I'm gonna make two different movies. And then I'm going to, like, make them together at one point. They're going to, like, have, like, a thread that's going through them. We're going to combine them. And then we're going to go to, like, the, the finale. And it totally works. Yeah. And unlike showing up, this movie does have a sequence at one point where he tells you how to watch it. Yes. Yeah. Where yeah. he does kind of sit you down and be like, hey, don't worry. I know. You, I know. Just but just 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 live in it. <laughs> and, it's, <Yeah. laughs> and it's so good. Um, it's Jason Schwartzman's best performance ever. Yes, uh, well, since Rushmore. What? Since Rushmore. Yeah. He's yeah. in another movie we that's in this cast. Are we sure? Oh, he's oh his voiceover performance in, in Spider Verse is very good. Yeah. It's very yeah yeah that is true. Yeah. Um, but he's yeah he's so good in Asteroid City. Um, it's I think it might be the first movie that's really worked in him feeling like an adult. I, I think that like well I, I the way that you're talking about um uh, Grand Budapest Hotel I feel like is the same way that I feel about Darjeeling Limited where like people are just like it's oh, so yeah. great it's so great I'm just like I don't like this movie I never like, I don't does anyone like Darjeeling Limited that much I feel I, like there are a I, lot of people that like really like it didn't like it oh I was about to say yeah that's but like, I that's... I do my TikTok has told me that that movie is low key one of his better movies and I don't. I don't buy it. Well, I do not buy TikTok, it. I wonder how much the TikTok Wes Anderson trend has amplified right. this movie or, or anything like that. As, as I said before we started recording, it, this was his best opening weekend ever. And and as we talk, like it's Crazy. doing really well. It's getting wider. And it's going to VOD on the 11th. Awesome. I don't get that. We don't get it. Can't wait, it, to, watch it. Can't wait to watch it again. It doesn't make any sense with like the way blockbusters are not hitting. I think if this movie is still out, I think it's going to do it will do great numbers alongside Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's, it's counter programming, which it's, we don't really get a lot of. Yeah, right, let yeah. that stuff stay up. I don't I don't get I don't get it. it it's, Especially if the blockbuster is fizzling and like not yeah. doing that great. You can you can afford to give 
you know, three showings a day to something like this. Yeah. And now I'm somebody who hasn't even seen it yet. And I can't yeah, like you, you don't need to schedule like 10 p.m.'s Asteroid Cities. Right. I think if this movie plays at like three, like at like five, seven, and nine. Right, yeah. This is like, I just ate dinner. What am I going to do now for the rest of the night? Oh, I'll go see Asteroid City. I mean, is it is it a, is it a date night movie? Um, how long have you been dating? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> three years. Can I go see it? Uh, it's great. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 you guys go see it. Enjoy it. Uh, I love it. I think... Um, Tom Hanks is pretty good. I I don't think he really like fits into the Wes Anderson stuff. I, I uh, think that he he seems like he definitely seems like an outlier. It seems like he is playing what he thinks is what would yeah. be necessary from Tom Hanks in a Wes Anderson movie, um, which is I very think, weird to say. I think Scarlett Johansson really clicks with Wes Anderson. Cadence really yeah, well. Yeah. I think um, the kids, all all the genius kids are fantastic. Yes, there was one, uh, the young actress named Grace Edwards, who played um, Scarlett Johansson's daughter, mm-hmm. I loved. They're I, all, yeah. She's really great. Um, I don't know the the actor who plays uh, um, Schwartzman's son, um, but 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 he's fantastic. The the entire game that they play of let's like name someone. And just remember it and just keep going around for like a while. And that, and that keeps, yeah. and that comes back a couple of times is, is awesome. Their like inventions are all fantastic as well. Um, his, yeah. His son is played by an actor named Jake Ryan, who was in Moonrise and Isle of Dogs. You might remember him. He was the nerdy weird guy in eighth grade. Yeah. This is, this is Jack Ryan, the final season. Sorry, Jake Ryan. My bad. Jake Ryan. No, you, you did say Jake Ryan, but I just <laughs> okay. said, uh, Intentionally miss miss yeah. yeah. It, yeah it is a comedy podcast I think. Yeah. Um. What? Um. <laughs> oh dear God. I've never laughed. <laughs> ever. ever ever not even just at this podcast just in general. Not a laugher says Alex Gokas. All right let's move on. Um. Two superhero movies, one that is done much better than the other. And we should probably talk about the Flash. Uh, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's it's not about. It, it, I I said it was fine, but I'm just gonna get my initial shit out of the way right now. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is not about the Flash. It's not a Flash movie. It's called the Flash. It's not really about the Flash. It's about explaining. Uh, it's about fucking time travel and multiversal bullshit, and that's all fine. But it's about this creating is the not DCU from the DCEU, <laughs> which it barely does. This movie right. is not about the Flash. There's not a Flash fucking villain in it. Like it's just not about the Flash. Which is which is fine if there was less Flash in it. And if it was a sequel, so annoying. <laughs> and if it was a sequel, I could get, I could, I would almost forgive this plot in a sequel. Yeah, this is the first Flash movie, and you've got two Flashes in it, and you would think that. Two flashes would mean this movie is definitely about Flash. No, it's not. Because you said he it's, doesn't learn anything. He, no, you can, no. you can make the argument that he just he tries something and fails, and then technically tries that same thing again, again. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, he didn't learn or grow. Right. No. Like the, what he does at the end, I was like, what? Is, why is he doing this? Yeah. And there's even like, and that is even a character in the movie 
of The Flash that continues to try the exact same thing over and over again and continues to fail yeah. forever. <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, I, I've i never been a fr- fan of uh, Ezra Miller's version of uh, Barry Allen, and no. uh, history has been kind to me yep. on that opinion. Uh, so when there's two of them, it's extra annoying Ooh. for me. But like, as you said, it's it's still strangely fine for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's fine. Actually, I, I enjoyed the ending sequence. The the all of the it was great for the Nick Cage sequence. Oh, like honestly, I, that that happening, I was just like, okay. I hated that because I fucking hated how everything looked. It looked so gross. Yeah. And then when the d- director doubled down on, oh, the special effects were supposed to look bad. I was like, no, they're not. They're supposed to look good because they're special effects, <laughs> not. Fucking, I can't, I don't want to, uh, if I go on the off on this tangent, I'll get canceled. But okay. it's just dumb. It looks yeah. stupid. And I don't, make a movie that's good and about this movie. Especially knowing that this movie was going to kind of be a maybe reset, whatever the fuck. It doesn't even really do a good job of that. It doesn't reset unless George Clooney's actually coming back, right? Yeah, unless he's the new Batman. Yeah. It doesn't reset. The only thing it does is say, hey, all of our stuff is different, but maybe we could cross them over somehow. Yeah. It's just like maybe maybe we'll take two things that work later. It's just nothing. And even but all that time stuff by the end is all like nods to Superman stuff. Yeah, yeah. it is. And and they and still Henry Cavill. Nowhere to be seen. <laughs> yeah. No Brandon Routh. No Henry Cavill. No guy who's currently Superman on TV whose name I don't know. Right. Uh, and Superman Tyler Hoechlin. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Tyre. Oh, yeah. He's the uh, Tyre. Tyler. Tyre. Something. Yeah. Tyre. He was the he was the little kid in Road to Perdition. Um, yeah. Ah. Okay. That road leads to Superman, apparently. Yeah. It's, that's 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 the end. Um, <laughs> he also doesn't really use his powers much until the end like he doesn't really run around and do shit he runs time back and then he runs time back and then it's he doesn't really do anything flash prime until the zod shit which which has which is dumb and and has no real stakes i'm like i you you just told us and i granted this movie is also a victim of its release date but I'm like, you just told us none of this shit matters. You, yeah, you, right. Like in 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 like trade publications, in Variety, in Holly, in Hollywood Reporter, you've said we're starting all this shit over again, and then you give us a movie with those people that you told us to not care about anymore. So what the fuck do you think I'm gonna do when I watch it? I don't care. Uh, so okay, we've had so since the announcement of the dismantling of the DCEU, we've had one fully, one completed and then canceled movie. Um, and three theatrical releases, uh, Black Adam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and The Flash. Correct. Right? All Wait, do we still have another Aquaman coming up? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How they haven't just pushed that release up to just dump it is beyond me. Where does this sit in those three that have been released for you all? Uh, two. I think this might be, I I don't, it's weird because as I said, it's, I thought like doing a digital Christopher Reeves is gross. I didn't that like was it. Weird. That was really uh, weird. That, that part was weird. I like the Nick Cage a bit. But, but the, the oddly enough, I was never, 
angry at this movie like I was at Black Adam or Fury of the Gods. I agree. I, but, I definitely. I totally but that agree might have been because I think. But I also went into this movie with the lowest expectations ever. See, I, I was, went into but, this. Tom Cruise told me I was gonna <laughs> like it. Oh well, and Tom that's Cruise what pissed me off. Yeah, he said it's gonna save cinema, and I know that guy loves spectacle. Yeah. So I actually that's walked funny. into Flash thinking I'm gonna like Flash more than I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I, and then I, I didn't. I had super low I, expectations. Also, I didn't pay for it because I snuck in after watching The Blackening. Classic. So my my expectations were so low that maybe if I watched all three of them again, which I will never do, <laughs> it would be different. But right now, it's probably the top. I, I think it's the top for me, too. I think that if for nothing else, that I think that um, uh, Kara uh, as Superman was actually... I, I, very much enjoyed her as as the as the as the super uh, the the superman super girl uh, in this in this universe. Uh, I think I was listening to made the good point of like they did a whole big um, like pull off the tarp reveal for the 1989 Batman mobile the 1989 yeah. Batmobile and then. Yeah. Like, no one drove it or anything. Nope. <laughs> it no. was just a big scene to take the tarp off. <laughs> I did like Keaton in, in the movie as well. It felt good yeah. to see him doing stuff. Um, it, it, it's, again, it's not a good movie, but I think that it's the best of those three. It's incredible that after 30 years, his first job was to get here, and then you were the one saddled with explaining our new definition of multiverse. Yeah, that was... I was I was like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> he would be the one that knows. But uh, I don't recommend watching it. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it, um, it's it's completely inconsequential. Yeah, and go see, uh, go see past lives instead if you got the time. Yeah. <laughs> or or yeah. Yeah. All right. Um one movie left. One superhero movie left. One New York movie left. Across the Spider-Verse. I was going to say somewhere in Queens, but it's not. Yeah, never mind. No, let's just go with Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. The latest in the Spider-Verse franchise. It's real good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I was about to say, it's great. <laughs> it's um, fucking awesome. Yeah. The, uh, the color palette in Gwen's universe is incredible. Great. Yep. Uh, every scene in hers was so good. Um. As you said, it's I this is one I absolutely need to see again. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it because it's it it gets a lot done and it moves very fast and it's very good, very like very inventive, very beautiful, everything that you would want to know about it, but it's still weird watching and being like, I know this is set up. Yeah. Right. So right. I didn't realize it was a cliffhanger. I, I didn't realize it was gonna be a cliffhanger either. So when it ended, I was just like, Mother what I, I so for for me. I really, really liked it, and I thought they did too much setup for the next one. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I will agree with that. I wish it cut a little harder a little bit earlier. I don't think um, – giant spoilers, I guess. Yeah, why not? Or I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, the movie's making a fuck ton of money. It's the only movie that, like, seems to be doing a while. Well. Yeah, I don't think we needed to cut on the alternate miles. I think if you just found a way earlier – because I think I think all the character stuff hits in a much 
better way for both him, for both Miles Gwen and Peter B. Parker, I think all have very good character moments. Yeah. And then I think you can just end a little bit more abruptly in telling us some way he's in the wrong space place. I, I think that I, I, it feels very empire of yeah. I'm your father. Yeah. Fall, fall out and cut to the next one. You're now you're wanting because you're just like, holy shit. Um, which is fine, but, but I, but I, I agree. It doesn't seem like the most necessary thing, but I do think that it was, it had to be set up. Maybe not in that way. Yeah. But that was, I mean, overall though, it's still really fucking good. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the visual flair itself is just too good. Across the, the only time. criticism I've even really heard is like that very last bit where people like, don't like that. It's a cliffhanger. And I get that, but yeah. Let's well, go back to the two hours and ten minutes you saw previously. Were those all fucking incredible? Yeah, they were. Yep. Do I now want to be Spider Punk when I grow up? Yes, I do. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Spider Punk is so good. They they continue to just keep like adding like every character they add to this is is great. Like yes. Andy Samberg as uh, Ben. Oh, Riley. fucking like the fun. perfect combination of of character and voice. Like the act, the voice acting, the the. Everything about this movie, it's like what you want in a sequel to like do bigger to do big, but actually pull it off without sacrificing story. Yeah, and this yeah. movie found a way to like elevate the story that we've seen, making the first movie a little bit better than it was, and also just elevating the art form. And yeah. I think that to yeah. me is like the biggest thing that they're doing with these spider-man movies is they're making animation fucking fun and cool and more interesting and as it stands right now like of the blockbusters of the summer this is far and away the best one yeah and it and it and it doesn't feel and it doesn't feel like well i'm watching a cartoon no right like they're respecting the art form in a way that it should have always been and i'm hoping that like maybe moving forward not to say that mcu needs to do it i mean they do need to do things differently but maybe we start getting bigger movies that are just animated and yeah maybe we maybe those characters are live action at some point maybe they're not but like let's respect the fact that you can do some really really incredible shit when you animate and when you animate with a soul and and like doing getting away from the that, that rubbery uh pixar big booty mom thing and like making people actually like look look interesting and fun and also throwing so much shit against the wall that the movie's actually a sensory overload in a sense like i can't wait to see it again but i also want some distance so that i can like really drink it in i don't know i just thought i thought it was fantastic i i think that it's if you haven't seen the first one, you can't see this. Like, and like, I, I, there's some, like, there is a, I had like someone be like, oh, well, should I take my kids to see this? I was like, I don't know. How old are they? Because like, I know it's animated, but that does not mean that like, you know, anybody can just like kind of go in and it's not going to be like overtly terrifying at times for like yeah. a seven or eight year old, um, which I think is good uh, to be fair. Like it, it, as like the media matures and like talking about like doing a mature story, with animation. And I think it's something that like, not to say that it's been absent from 
um, like American cinema and theaters, but I think that it's something that like Studio Ghibli has done an, an incredible job with over the years is like telling these mature like stories and like um, doing like, yeah, like whew, with like, a, you know, hit, hit the bingo card, takes <clears throat> talking about anime, um, <laughs> like where um, they've done the, these like very mature stories with animation and even doing like, if you're going to talk about in here to bingo card, talk about Tale of Princess Kaguya, um, where it's like the, the animation style is also part of the reason that you're watching it. It's not just that you're watching like an animated movie. It is like, holy shit, I've never seen something on the screen that looks like this, even though there is an abundance of animated movies, whether it be CGI or drawn or whatever. Uh, this is doing that for like a major property. And like, it is incredible that, that it has gotten made and has been so, so, uh, so popular. Yeah. So yeah, once I, again, Evangelion 3.1 <laughs> plus 1.0. Oh, well, what's good? Because I mean, like maybe like kids would have a problem with like the, the villains are the ones that are like, no, these terrible things have to happen. And with this movie, with building to the, why don't we just try to find a different way, which is incredibly opposite from The Flash saying, no, no, both of these fridgings are important. And you can't change them. These two women need to die. <laughs> yeah. Your mother, your mother and the brand new Supergirl need to die. <laughs> and and it's it's just, it's, it's nice. I think, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe too much for kids i don't i just don't think they'll I, get it yeah i don't think they'll get it yeah. either i think that there's a lot going on that like really yeah i mean there's a lot going on there's also a lot of like oh yeah well go let like we need your parents to die type of thing that like you know again depending on the age of the kid this is either very heavy or not you know or like totally fine but i also think that like there is like if you are not already ready for um spider-man in general and like have no idea like if, if you did not see the first one like definitely don't see this one um it, it's yeah i don't know it, it's it's a hard sell for depending on like the age and like and how um and how knowledgeable they are at this point yeah that's fine because kids are too obsessed with the mario movie at the moment it's yeah. a great movie to be honest it's still a great movie yeah but I think that that's also speaking to like the just like how like you like whether you saw Frozen one or did not like you could go see Frozen two and be like I, they're like sisters I get it um, and like and enjoy it on like a on that on the without having to go too deep into it this I don't think that you would be able to without really having seen the other one you know what I mean So Perfect right. Blue will be streaming soon in 1080p, <laughs> and I think that we should all be watching it. That's my my pitch right now. If you really want to see a mature animated movie, uh, it's very weird. Uh, I've been meaning to rewatch Perfect Blue and Paprika. Anyway, what else have we got? Nothing? Is that the end of it? Everyone should go I see think, Summer I think Queens. That it's great. Be it. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. That is it. You can find us on the webmovementpodcast.com. You can find Russ at all the social medias as Russ Incredible. Yeah, you can find yeah. Peter as P Peter PD on Letterboxd. You can find me as Johnny Tiggs on Letterboxd and Strava. And Alex is on the podcast this time. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
next time we'll probably we're talking before hopefully get one in before the end of august where we'll be able to talk through barbie we'll be able to talk about mission impossible um we'll be talking about oppenheimer i don't know what else comes out are there any other marvel mo- when is the next marvel movie and what is it november uh, marvels oh man i really landed with a thud yeah <laughs> Is I don't know. I I guess I finally hit the Marvel fatigue with Marvels. Yeah, but we got Mission Impossible coming too, so there there we got some stuff. We got some decent stuff to wrap got up some the summer. Stuff. We got some decent stuff wrapping up the summer. We've got a lot coming to you. We'll be back in a couple of weeks after we all go on different trips all around the world. Uh, Just like that, Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you all next time (laughs) on the movie, movie podcast. All right. I got to get out of this room. It's so hot. (laughs) Yeah.